Hello and welcome back to another episode of That Podcast. My name is Ryan Janke and I'm joined by Sarah Delura, Sarah, De, Sarah Delura, Sarah DeYoung <laughs> and Pastor DJ Lura. My head was getting ahead of me. You got to throw your name in there and then we'll just have a big celebrity scrambled. conglomerate that's for right. that podcast. That's true. That's true. Do we need to start that over? No. I'm trying nah. to think what that would be. Sarah, Sarah's, a, Sarah's a, a one and done. You know, I mean, no, no editing. I will tell you this. It's not the worst thing that somebody's construed my last name to be. One time I was on North Dakota today and I will forever talk about this. I was on there too. I was, a, I was with a chicken. Yeah. I was there with you for that too. Local celebrities, yes. Ryan Jenke and Sarah DeYoung. How'd they well, say your name? So Chris Berg asked me how to pronounce my name. And my go-to is always D as in the letter, Young as in the opposite of old. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, that's kind of like a DJ name. So unprompted. <laughs> this is for my senior project for my <laughs> Bateman project. So Ryan knows about this. Yeah. So you do this whole setup of like, you, have got, you go on the news, you do this big hoopla for it. Unprompted. <laughs> We're live on air, and he's like, I'm with it. And it was my friend Katie with me. He's like, Caitlin Thompson and DJ Sarah DeYoung. <laughs> and after that, I was like, man, it's a good thing nobody watches North Dakota today. Oh, you know, I was thinking about it. If 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 the timing would have been right, and he said, how do you spell your name? You've been like, the H is silent. It's just mm. Sarah. Yep. Just go full share. Just Sarah. First name. <laughs> Didn't you change it to a silent P at the beginning of Sarah? Mm-mm. Not yet. Oh, silent P, silent H. So you were on North Dakota today? Yeah. Yep. Zach and I were. Mm-hmm. Yep. Talking about I Zach a, Mathis? Yeah. I was a pirate and Zach was a chicken. It was uh, to promote um, spooktacular. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I remember this well because uh, now that you mention it, I was at the orthodontist with my kids and I was fixated on the TV <laughs> and I was like, almost to the point of being like, no one touched the TV because I'm waiting to see my guys come on there. And uh, I missed it. I never got to see you guys. And so I had to go look it up after the fact because for whatever reason, either I was speaking to the orthodontist or something, but mm-hmm. I, I totally missed missed it. No. And, uh, but it was good. I went, mm-hmm. I went back and looked at it. Good stuff. Well, again, Chris Berg just loved the, uh, uh, where is this happening at? And I was the pirate, so I said, 4601 South University. <laughs> and, I mean, he he was saying that all the way out the door, like, after the cameras. He, were... had, he had a really good time with that because Zach was dressed up as a chicken, and we were giving him just a beating all day. We're like, come on, chicken little. And he, like, brought this up, and Chris Berg's like, you know what, man? Don't stand for that. You're Big Bird. <laughs> and he, like, <laughs> gave him a pep talk. <laughs> yep. Oh, Zach. Good times. Yep. He, he was such a good sport. He was. Such a good sport. He was a good sport. Missed that guy. Mm-hmm. But we're, now, we're on to different holidays. Now. We are on Halloween time. No, it's St. Valentine's Day. The only thing I think of with St. Valentine's Day is the St. Valentine's Day massacre in, in Chicago. <laughs> That's the only thing you think of? <laughs> <laughs> How do you celebrate that? Your you... poor wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to get you flowers. Instead, here's just a bundle of knives. <laughs> yep. Actually, I have a a shirt from the Mob Museum in Las Vegas that uh, because we went to the Mob Museum and they have a section of the wall that has the the bullet holes in it or the bullet chips in it from the St. Valentine's Day massacre. Mm-hmm. So I bought a shirt that's got St. Valentine's Day massacre on it and the 
wall all shot up. Well, I was going to ask, like, what's what, what's your most memorable St. Valentine's Day? But I think you just named it. Yeah, yeah the Mob Museum in Las Vegas, of course. <laughs> the massacre. Goodness. Do you guys remember making um, Valentine's Day boxes as kids? Yes. yes. That's I get so excited to see, like, what kids do nowadays, too. Oh, man. And with, with like, the internet, you can go on there and get great mm-hmm. ideas on, like, Pinterest and, and other places on how to make... Mm-hmm. All the, is Pinterest still a thing? I'm so oh, yeah. old. Yeah. yeah. It is. Okay. So it is. Yeah. Unfortunately. One year, <laughs> one year we made Addie. It, it was it was when it was really big. We made her a minion Valentine's Day box. When nice. I think she was in like first or second grade. Did she win first place? She won first place. Really? Yeah. And then Reese, when she was in second grade, we made her um, an Angry Birds green pig. Um, yeah. One and she won first place. Really? Yeah. Dylan. We give him a bag. Well, this is how I know that the like bar has changed is I remember I got second place one year for getting like a heart shaped box and I made it look like a conversation heart. That was in like 2004. Very so that cool. was like, oh, look at how nice this is. Would have been last place compared Nothing to all now. the cool ones now. <laughs> well, I, I was in uh, third grade and we were making the Valentine's Day boxes for school and this was... This is a century ago. This yeah. is back in the 20th. Yeah, but wait till you hear about mine. Go ahead, though. Well, I had, I had, nowadays, like Legos are super amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, you, they look just like what they are. But back in the day, it They're was. They're as all, big as Tinker Toys. Exactly. Back in the day, they were just the little yellow guys, and you could get either spaceships or like construction crew people. Uh, and then they came out with these new things, these medieval Legos, and I got a castle. Okay. And so I had a box, and I, you know, took the box and I, I think I used gray construction paper around it. And then I built on top of it, this castle and to give the Valentine, you had to put down the drawbridge mm. and then it would close up. Nice. Coolest thing I've That's ever really made. That's a really cool one. Now, yeah. did they have, did they have prizes like first, first place and all that kind of stuff back then? Or did that, did that come out later? Cause we didn't have it. No, it was a, it, it was a Scandinavian community. So I had a little bit of the looking at me like, what, you think you're better than everyone else? Uh, <laughs> Show off. Calm down there. He didn't even get the participation <laughs> trophy. I was more like Charlie Brown. No one, no one gave me a Valentine. I got a rock. So. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, they didn't have Craigle back in that day. So I, I, I would have crazy glued that thing and nice. kept it in place forever. But I didn't think about that. I think I, I think I tore it apart like that evening and made other stuff because it's Legos. Well, don't let me forget about Gorilla Glue now that you talked about that. Oh, are but, we going to talk? No. Do you want to just talk about it now? I, I was going to talk about my Valentine's we'll Day box. We'll talk about your Valentine's Day box. I don't remember what year it was, but my grandma, hey, grandma, grandma's listener. Gra- my grandma helped me make a boom box. Cool. W- with uh, the the way that you put the Valentine in there was uh, the, you know, you opened up the tape deck. And then yeah. put the Valentine in there, yeah. Okay, that's yeah. way cooler mm-hmm. than that, than a Lego castle. <laughs> yeah, that's that's straight up eighties. Yep. Just... Oh, so so eighties. <laughs> I feel like the real. Did you walk into school with it, like up on your shoulder? <laughs> I I don't remember. Your, like... I likely did. Did yeah. you stand in the back of the room with it over your head, like <laughs> John Hughes style? John Hughes. <laughs> it's, the guy thinks he's Run DMC around here. Yep, that was cool. Yeah, the little tape deck. Popped open, you put the Valentine in. You know what? If you did come with Adidas kicks on. Oh, yeah. And a tracksuit, then you would have been. Pr- that That is run DMC. Yep. As good as it gets. Yep. That was cool. 
Yeah. Well, I, I can remember one Valentine when I was um, dating Melissa. We were in college. I thought I was so romantic. I went to smooth. Yeah, I thought I was smooth. Um, gosh, she put up with so much with me. I'm so happy <laughs> to have her. I took her for Valentine's Day on a very romantic dinner. We went to Hardee's. Nice. And I set up a table. And the guy behind, the guy that was working, the manager, was so juiced that I was like, Did making, you bring a tablecloth in? I brought a tablecloth in. I brought oh, candles. Man. And yeah, just uh, stop the recording now if my wife hears this. <laughs> You're setting the bar too high, DJ. And the guy was like, this is so cool. Mel, Mel was not impressed. <laughs> she just put up with my, my antics as I'm like, I'm just, the, I'm the most romantic guy ever. And then I got her like a Hardy's hot ham and cheese sandwich. <laughs> not the it. most romantic, not, not the great, but it's the one that I remember most for some odd reason, just because I was trying to be creative and failed miserably. <laughs> well, I don't remember if this was for Valentine's Day or not, but... There used to be an Italian restaurant here in town. Neither one of you will probably remember it. It is where the Vision Bank is right now on 25th Street, and I can't remember the name of that. But mm. you could, you could. Uh, I think there was even a, a drive-through. But Tabitha was coming over to my place, and I told her I'm going to make her a nice meal. It was right you there by. You cheated. By, wait, wait, hold on. It was right there by Row Farm. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember that place at all. I used to live down that way. Yeah, it was uh, um, where Vision Bank is. Okay. I thought it started with a V, but I can't remember now. It's Valentino's? No, no. Valentino's was on 42nd. I miss that place, too. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I went, yeah, I went over there and I bought all the stuff. You Mrs. Doubt fired it. Yeah, but I'm a moron, so I left the box and Uh, all the the bag and everything. I just thought, well, I'm going to shove this in the oven because (laughs) she'll never look in there. (laughs) Yeah, I was wrong. She looked in the oven. <laughs> I don't remember how she found out, but but she, yeah. She. I mean, in her defense, I would say, if you're saying that your favorite Valentine's memory is the St. Valentine's Massacre, <laughs> I would check, I would snoop around <laughs> when I had a free moment just to be on the safe side. <laughs> she knew me for five years before we started dating, so she knew exactly what she was getting into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and willingly went forward. <laughs> So Gorilla Glue. Well, Sarah, do you have one you want to share too or no? Um, no, I'm alone. Um, Fair enough. I, I do. I'm very lucky and I've got all of my friends are married. And so all of like my best friends send me flowers every year and so do my parents. Oh, that's so nice. I do get to be a little bit of a show off because I'm like, oh, you guys are married. I still got more flowers than you. That's right. Very good. Very yep. good. Yeah. So Gorilla, gorilla glue. glue. Yeah. Do you know the Gorilla Glue story? Um, are you talking about the woman who had Gorilla Glue put in her hair? Well, she, I haven't she, read the story, but she I've put seen. it in there willingly. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah, because so I'm not I'm not up on all my hair products now. I'm, I don't have There's any prod- DJ Lura's liturgical liturgical hair gel. Well, so n- not the Gorilla Glue, but half the strength of Gorilla Glue. <laughs> th- this is well, th- it's called some sort There's, of glue, right? There, it's got to be glued. It's like so. Got to be is the brand of it, and it's this very like sticky holds down everything hairspray Mm -hmm. and for my understanding is this woman she ran out she ran out and was like well i hear all the time that people use like gorilla glue for stuff this has to be like better did did she go buy it or was it like laying around the garage bought it and i've also seen a lot of people who like trying to justify because there's also like a hair gel called gorilla snot 
Mm. So she, people are like, well, what if she got it confused for this? <laughs> I've, I don't know. Well, she won't confuse that again. Her her hair is cemented down to her head. Oh, my goodness. She had a video, and it's like. They can't even shave her head. No. Is Gorilla Glue, I've, I've never used Gorilla Glue. I've heard of it. Is it as um, um, sticky as, like, crazy glue? Let's put it this way. Don't use it unless you want whatever you're using mm-hmm. to stick. Oh, my good! Have you ever gotten used like crazy glue on any type of adhesive and just get even just a little bit on your hands? Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, it's your fingers are stuck together for a couple days. Yeah. Yep. She did that on her head? She, she used it on her on her hair. Yeah. Oh, no. And, and, and it, I mean, her hair is so flat and, and stuck down that it looks like her hair is part of her scalp, like part of the skin. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be miserable. I don't know how she's... They, I mean, eventually it'll have to wear off. Did she have off. to go to the doctor? I don't she, know what she did. She went to the ER. I've been keeping up with this on Twitter because <laughs> it just blows my mind. So she went to the ER and they told her to use acid. She went to the ER because it was making her head so tight that she like was having tension headaches. Oh, my goodness. So then they went to, went to the ER, told her to use acetone. She ended up burning her scalp so she couldn't use it anymore. And I've seen a lot of TikToks of people being like, I tested this on an extension. Like I covered one of my extensions in Gorilla Glue and I've been testing like Goo Gone, try Goo Gone. And they've been trying all this stuff basically. She was able to cut her ponytail, like she had her hair back in a ponytail, got that part off. So there's like a small window of un-Gorilla Glued hair now, but I have not oh, heard wow. okay, so how much further she got. Have you ever uh, gone through the, the old yarn of getting gum in your hair and using peanut butter to get oh, it out? Wouldn't no. it be great? If like peanut butter would fix this, yeah, just, just put a little peanut butter in there and it just slides right <laughs> <No>. off. <laughs> that would, that might work. Well, okay, uh, copyright trademark <laughs> DJ Laura. Uh, try <laughs> try peanut butter. Yeah, it's crazy what works. Um, I got uh, um, I got a nosebleed one time while I was at at work for the city, and I didn't have any paper towels or anything. Did you use of, peanut butter? I was in, no, I was in a, a mower. <laughs> All I had was my shirt, mm-hmm. so I used my shirt. And uh, everybody's like, well, you might as well throw that away. Took it home, put it on a plate, poured a can of Coke all over it. Man, that's the cleanest shirt I had. You're kidding. Nope, took it all out. Did it burn through the shirt too? No, no. It, I mean, it was clean. Have you seen what Coke does to like computers and stuff? No. Oh, go, go I, look I'm, it up sometime. It's fake. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Darn it. I, I've ruined that for both you and Marjean because one day Marjean showed me this video of like somebody using Red Bull on like an egg and all of this, like a loaf of bread and all this random stuff, and, like parakeets. And like the first one's like, oh, that looks pretty good. And then they like got to the egg and they like pulled out a jellified like egg. So what's oh, what, fake. what is the like on the keys or the computer? What is what are the videos show? That it, it like does? it like eats through the computer. They do like a timestamp oh. and you watch as it just corrodes and melts it basically oh, into okay. nothing. But that's fake, huh? Mm-hmm. Cuz I have used coke at a um an auto mechanic suggestion to clean off a car battery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. That it worked better than he thought it worked better than warm water, but I know warm water does the same thing. But boy, it just bubbled and yep. pulled all that corrosion right off. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, ooh, my insides are probably sparkly. <laughs> you can also use it to clean your toilet. Really? I know. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. I, I I tell you what, it it works for me. I mean, we. I'm sure we've all had blood stains on something before, yeah. and and you cannot get that out. I, I just let it soak in did, that Coke bath all night long. Did you and, try cold water? No. 
That's like a maybe I did. That's an old time one. You know, Ryan, I'm beginning to think that Valentine's Day brings out just a a rage in you. You got the Valentine's Day massacre, and then bloody noses. We all had blood stains on our, you know. I just don't think this is a good follow up because last week we were talking about Reese being a mob boss. I just think that there's some underlying messaging. Well, Reese has been recruiting. From what I hear, the mafia is growing. She's wearing it like a badge of honor, from what I understand. Yeah. Yeah. If she comes in wearing a fedora on Wednesday night, pinstripes. (laughs) Yep. So, Mr. Janky, I'll make you an offer you can't refuse. How can you insult me like this? I'll come on your podcast. Well, anyway, so Valentine's Day is is a very popular holiday, and it's associated with romantic love. But did you know it is actually named after a Christian saint and is traditionally a Christian holiday? And don't make the mistake that I do and listen to, like, the History Channel mm-hmm. or any of these shows. They always seem to do this. We mentioned this with previous holidays, that they almost try to repaganize Christian holidays after the fact. And that's the case with St. Valentine's Day too. Mm. St. Valentine was a saint. He was martyred for the faith. And for the longest time, St. Valentine's Day didn't have anything to do with, with love or romantic love as it does today. But there's this thinking that, well, it comes from this, this um, um, uh, Roman holiday that was um, connected with the month of February called uh, Lupercalia. And it, it, it has nothing to do with it, <laughs> except from the fact that Lupercalia is on the 15th of February and, and was popular as kind of like, um, like a fertility ceremony. Um, they, they, they would take and sacrifice a goat and a dog. The dog was to, to, for uh, cleansing, and the goat was for fertility, and then they would they would spritz the blood of the sacrifices on uh, the crops and, oddly enough, women. And women were, like, standing in line you to have talk this talk about done. romantic. Oh, yeah. But it, it, was, it was the priests of the, the Roman um, um, cult. Mm-hmm. And so they were, like, official priests of Rome. Right, and okay. so they would they would carry out these different celebrations in the name of, of idols and 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 their gods and so on, and Lupercalia was connected with Romulus and Remus, who were the considered the founders of Rome and were actually thought to be descendants of the Trojans, and that's why there's this animosity between the Greeks and the Romans in okay. in, in the ancient world. Anyway, um, it has nothing to do with Saint Valentine's Day. <laughs> It really doesn't, but it's one of those things where if you go in after the fact and say, hmm, those Christians, they took over all these places and got rid of all the old pagan festivals. Oh, these ones are similar in time, mm-hmm. but originally St. Saint, um, Saint Valentine's Day had nothing to do with love, and, and neither does Lupercalia. It has nothing to do with love. It has to do with um, the good crop season. Mm. It's really what it's for. And so... Um, St. Valentine was martyred in like around 300 AD, something like that. And 150 years after that, when Christians were no longer being um, <clears throat> persecuted openly mm-hmm. in Rome, uh, it became it became a, a, a feast, a feast day in honor of, of um, St. Valentine, as he became known. It wasn't until... Hallmark? A guy na- yes, the Hallmark... <laughs> 
the I'm telling you, the Hallmark conspiracy is it was huge. a joke. Hallmark 1850 begins printing out these cards about romantic love. But they but prior to 1850, that's when the cards start getting passed around, and that's you know, that's Hallmark today. Mm-hmm. Um it was a guy named Jeffrey Chaucer who brought romantic love and like images of Cupid and all that stuff into St. Valentine's Day with a poem that he wrote. Now, who is Geoffrey Chaucer? Geoffrey Chaucer, um, he, I want to say he lived like around 1300, 1400. Famous um, writer from England. Look up Geoffrey mm-hmm. Chaucer. He, he wrote all kinds of things that you've probably heard of, maybe others you haven't. Fascinating life. Um, if you want to know who Geoffrey Chaucer is, go and watch the movie to get, give you an idea, A Knight's Tale. Because in that movie, for those of you who don't know, A Knight's Tale has, like, uh, the late, great Heath Ledger is in that movie. Mm-hmm. The guy who plays Vision in the Avengers movies is Jeffrey Chaucer yes, in the movie A Knight's Tale. And uh, it's, a, it's, a fun little, it's a fun little movie mm-hmm. that speaks about that time when, like, jousting was the big sport. Mm-hmm. And people were totally into it. But you had to be, like, a noble to do it. And so you have these peasants that decide that they're going to work together and they get Jeffrey Chaucer to do all the official writing for them. Nice. So go check it out and you'll learn more about Jeffrey Chaucer. He wrote a poem called Parliament of Fowls. And in there, he mentions about um, love between two people on St. Valentine's Day. And from that point on, it took on a new meaning. The term lovebirds mm-hmm. uh, got tied into um, February being the beginning of spring and romantic love coming forward in spring. All of that, and it can be traced back to to Jeffrey Chaucer. Prior to that, St. Valentine's Day had nothing to do with romantic love or Cupid or hmm. <laughs> or Hallmark cards. And it's in the 1850s when Hallmark got a hold of this bad boy. I don't know if it was actually <laughs> Hallmark, but they, they, they're running the show now. Yep. And it became about poetry and, and unrequited love and, and, and you know romantic gestures toward, toward your spouse. Hmm. So there you go. Christian... Yeah, she- the Christian church was the starting point for St. Valentine's Day, hmm. regardless of what it is today. Cool. Chaucer wrote the Canterbury, Canterbury, Canterbury Tales. Tales. Yeah. Yep. 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 Cool. Sarah, you look like you got something to say. I was going to plug in more importantly than Valentine's Day in about 2008, 2009 was the invention of Valentine's Day on uh, February 13th. I want to hear Rec. more. What is that? Valentine's Day. So what is that from? Parks and Rec. <laughs> <laughs> Leslie knows. Something like Festivus? It sounds like it. You it, know what Festivus is, right? Yeah. Galentine. What is Galentine's Day? Galentine's Day is when you celebrate, like, your shared love with all of your, like, your girlfriends. Like, you're all women hanging out, appreciating one another. Solidarity mm. Day. Yeah. Cool. That's actually nice. Yeah. That sounds really nice. Mm-hmm. Huh. It's interesting. Galentine's Day. Okay. The thing about Valentine's Day that gets me, though, is that we are pushed as a culture that you have to make, if you're in a relationship, you have to make some gesture mm-hmm. of fidelity and, and love. And it's, I guess I'm not romantic, but as a Christian, <laughs> when we talk about like marriage, uh-huh. you, it's not one day where you decide to finally honor <laughs> honor your spouse. When you make... Uh, that that marriage promise uh, f- 
beginning on your wedding day, it's really a promise that every day I'm going to choose to honor you more than myself. Mm -hmm. And honoring means that I will look to your needs and wants as being more important than my own. You don't need one day to do that. Right. But society society says, buy a card, (laughs) (laughs) get flowers. So there's this, there's this conspiracy between the card company Mm -hmm. and whoever makes roses. Yeah. So they're working together. There's a lot of shaming that'll go on if, Oh, look, you might, you might have a spouse say to you, you don't need to get me anything. Uh-huh. Don't listen to them. <laughs> don't take them at their word. <laughs> They're saying what they think they, you want to hear. Uh-huh. Go get them something. That's, the, that's their way of reminding you. Right, right. <laughs> oh, I don't need anything. Okay, all right. Just see how February 15th feels if you don't show up with something on February 14th. Yep. You know, it's another interesting thing, and this is like uh, uh, Christmas and other holidays. It's always on the same day every year, but it always creeps up. (laughs) Right. Oh, no. That was today. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Anyway, so Valentine's Day is coming up. Please remember that that love is a gift from God, um, that uh, St. Valentine's Day was, was originally started as the... Um, feast day in honor of the martyr St. Mm-hmm. Valentine who died under Roman persecution um, and recognize that Valentine's Day doesn't have to be just one day with special stuff. You know what would be cool? Valentine's Day is a Sunday this year, but if you, like having just a little separate like video or mm-hmm. service talk about like Christian love, God's yeah. love for you, etc. I love it. <laughs> That'd be cool. Yeah. It's getting too mushy around here. <laughs> you want to start talking about the massacre again, Ryan? <laughs> you should no. edit the video you made earlier and just send it with, and happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> I made a video earlier today. It'll probably go out sometime somewhere. Um, we uh, Oh, I didn't bring the egg in. I had a, a, a raw egg that I cracked and put on the sidewalk outside. Oh, to freeze it? Yeah, froze it solid. Nice. Yeah, yep. Did we, DJ we thought there was pepper in there, but it was actually <laughs> sand from the sidewalk when, <laughs> when Baird scraped it off. City salt that has <laughs> corroded. Um, yeah. We froze bananas last year. I froze one again this year, and then it froze my fingers. Yep. Wear gloves. Well, Marjean suggested that, uh, and, and I <laughs> what, did. Bananas or wearing gloves? Wearing gloves, mm-hmm. yep. But I, I reminded her that uh, uh, it's not frostbite. It's a snow tan. <laughs> I wonder what 20 below weather would do to Gorilla Glue. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it would help or hurt or uh, make it worse. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't want to find butter. out. Try peanut butter. <laughs> Just give it a shot. Skippy, Jif. I can see DJ seeking this woman out. Saying, do they still make Peter Pan peanut butter? Go give that oh, a yeah. shot. Oh, I think so, yeah. yeah. Yep. Reese's peanut butter, I'm telling you. Just yep. put Reese's peanut butter cups on your head. When <laughs> <laughs> all else fails, you'll at least eat your feelings exactly. and it'll feel better. Exactly. If you see that that video of that poor woman, you're just gonna go, "Oh man." Well, now I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go YouTube it later. Oh, it looks just terrible. Ugh. And and by that I mean like painful, oh, terrible. Yeah. Like. Well, and who was the person who put it in her hair? Did she do it herself? Yeah. Or? Yeah. It's my understanding, and Sarah, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but the stuff that she originally used was like a spray. Mm-hmm. 
But this wasn't a spray. Yes, I, it was. It was a spray Gorilla Glue? Yeah. Really? It was like the big orange, like, nozzle top of it. Oh. Well, either way, there was an error in judgment on yeah. her part. Ah, <laughs> oh, <laughs> it, It's the one thing, so, like, as, like, women, like, when you do your hair, if you put it up, you get your flyaways. You don't want flyaways. But Gorilla Glue is not the way to go to get rid of them. Flyaways. You know, I, little, like, You keep using that hairs. word. I do not think it means what you think it means. What? What? Like your little baby hairs. Have you seen my hair? Yeah. I have uh, Pastor Laura's <laughs> liturgical goo in here that makes Gorilla Glue look like running water. And it keeps it. I have no flyaways. See? So you should know about flyaways. You know, if you ever like do your hair and you get like a couple that are just. Just wispies? Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. Huh. What word are you saying? I don't, you keep using that word? Well, she said flyaways, and I'm like, you keep using that word. Oh. I do not think it means what you think it means. <laughs> what else does it mean? I don't know. That just Princess Bride uh, oh. line came to my head. Ah, <laughs> see, this is a movie I haven't seen all the way through. Bite your tongue. Oh, You've yeah. never seen Princess Bride all the way through? Aren't nope. you, ha- you hate, you're a hater towards it, aren't you? I'm telling, I'm telling the satrums. Well, you can tell them. Um, <laughs> I don't. They won't have any more sway than my wife, and she's wanted me to watch this many times already. You, uh, I'm surprised because... Andre the Giant is in this movie. Yeah. In, in he, he couldn't even save it. Whoa. He, <laughs> he made the movie. <laughs> you can you can fast forward just to Andre's scenes and you're and it's just delightful. I should so watch good. it sometime because I I hear this everywhere, but I don't know. I I watched bits and pieces of it and I was like, eh. There's a lot of great movie lines in there. You I have been told it. I have an obscure um taste for music and movies though, so well fair enough. Yep. I'm sorry to say, Ryan, my opinion of you has actually gone down just a little bit. Not a lot, just a little just bit. Just a smidge. <laughs> he had to move the dirt in order for it to go down anymore. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what else do we got going on? We've just been goofing. Valentine's oh, that's Day. jokes. What else is going on this week? Actually, I wanted to follow up on last week's episode. Oh, no. Because we started talking about Elon Musk. Yeah, and uh, his Neuralink chip that he put in the gorilla or the monkey, so that the monkey could play video games with its mind. Yeah, and then you said, DJ, yes, that you think that within twenty years we'll be able to enter and exit the Matrix. Oh, I don't think. I know. Hold on, Sarah. Do you know what the Matrix is? Have you seen the Matrix? I haven't seen the movie, but I get the gist of it. Okay. And I think I have a point saying as to why we won't. Mm-hmm. We, ha- I feel like you reach a point in your life where you stop keeping up with technology. Okay. So I think there will be a generation of people who are entering and exiting the uh, matrix. Mm-hmm. However, in 20 years, I'll be in my 40s. You guys will be See, here's, 60s. Here's the difference with the, with the metaphor of the matrix. The matrix was a prison mm-hmm. imposed on people that didn't know that they were in it. They didn't know they were there. Think more Ready Player One. Never saw it. Have you, have you seen or heard mm-hmm. Ready Player yeah. One? It's where the biggest parts of your, your life, your interaction with other people will be done online. Think about what we've been doing for the last year. Mm-hmm. And Zoom. how, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's becoming part of the culture. The technology keeps developing. Um, 
it's probably even faster now, but it, it's been, we double everything we know every two years. Mm-hmm. And so things we couldn't even imagine, we already have. We have digital paint that you can put on your walls and you, you, you have a sensor that's, that's in your wall, like a, like a, like a temperature gauge that's programmed to engage with the paint. You can change the color of your walls. Is that, that what already Kim, exists. Is that what Kim and Kanye's kid painted with this week? Did you hear about this? <laughs> no. Big, <laughs> she big, didn't paint that. Big dust up this I, week. It wasn't that? No. She, no. Okay. I it's don't so, think anybody it, painted that. It's just an issue, an issue of cost. Okay. And if you add to that, and I know I'm going to sound like, like really crazy here, but these are things that are already being developed out there. Mm-hmm. If we can figure out how to transfer the energy of the sun down to the earth like via microwaves or lasers or something like that and store them in batteries, well, you now have an unlimited source of power Mm -hmm. through solar panels that can be used everywhere effectively. Okay. So any complaints about like global warming or or pollution of the planet will effectively come to an end. We're always going to need oil because oil is... Oil makes everything. Right. But when we get to the point where we can have an unlimited power source and we're on the cusp of having that too, we're going to be looking for, for new kinds of meaning, new kinds of ways of expressing ourselves and, and making relationships. And the technology of the internet is not going to go away. In mm-hmm. fact, uh, you have people trying to immerse themselves more and more into it. Mm-hmm. Think about where we were uh, 10 years ago. Right. I can't go anywhere without my supercomputer in my pocket. Right. Well, it's not like that's going to go away. It's going to continue to be more and more interconnected with who we are. Yeah. We have the phones. You get the watch on. So, I'm not surprised that, that Elon Musk is going to like a neural link. Yeah. It, it implanted in, in their brain. So here's, yep. here's my question then. So My point is the matrix is something that's com- that would be completely... Voluntary, voluntary, and actually a want because that's where all, that's where everything will be happening. So, but you're thinking in order to make this happen, you'll likely have some sort of a chip or something implanted in you, or would this be an external thing that you can turn on and? Well, obviously, you'd be able to turn it on mm-hmm. and off anyway as you wanted to, but it would would it be something that is like your your PS five where you just go turn it on and now I'm there? Or is this something that is permanently you're walking around with it in your head? All yes. The time? And yes. Okay. Both. Okay. Um, not, don't think, don't think like a microchip or anything like that. Just think of finding the most feasible way to interact with the technology that you have in order to do the things that you want to do. Mm-hmm. That's what, that's what the computer was when it first came around. Yeah. That's what, that's what the smartphone and, and, uh, was the next leap that got us mm-hmm. to where we are now. And it's going to continue to become more and more virtual technology that we engage with, with all of our senses until the point that it's no longer, you're not going to be able to discern what is real and what is virtual. Okay. Not, not because you're deluding yourself. It's because virtual will be, will look exactly like, like real, except you'll be able to do things that you cannot do in the real world. Right. But we... You want to fly around like Superman? You fly, you fly around like Superman. Well, you're saying you won't be able to distinguish between one and the other. We would be able to because we've lived in the world as it is right now. Right. Mm-hmm. So when it gets to that point, 
we'll, we'll be able to. But our kids, right? They they've they've never known a world without cell phone technology. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So is it going to get to that point? Yeah. All we will. Okay. Twenty years from now, we'll be in our sixties, right? Yep. We will look at the technology there and just be, wow, that's really cool. And mm-hmm. oh, I can interact in a much more seamless way from my home. I can just go online and I'm, I'm virtually at the post office. I can just go online and I'm virtually across the world talking in a face-to-face conversation um, with someone that I met playing Mortal Kombat. Or, yeah. You know, that, that's a very real possibility and we're already, that's already happening, but not to the level where it's indistinguishable between reality and, and the virtual experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we will remember and, and be amazed by it, but our grandkids and great grandkids, this is just, this is, this is how it is. Mm-hmm. So that brings me to, well, Sarah, did you have something? You looked like you might've had something. Well, I was going to say, so to your second point of, is it something that you can turn on and off? We, we already have that like VR, yeah, VR goggles with your phone or yeah. whatever. So, and that doesn't seem to be going away. You yeah. you have some some hits and misses, but that's where the technology is is moving. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it may not be goofy goggles. It may just be you have your you have your smartphone. You have a pair of glasses or sunglasses you put on or whatever it may be, and you are immersed in that. Or you know you, I I don't know what it would look like. You go you go into that that uh, egg thing that Darth Vader would go into. Yeah, all I can think <laughs> of. So. <laughs> Is you guys, your kids might be too young for it, but Spy Kids 3, when they like go into the video game. Yes. That's all that I imagine this being like is you go in the door. Okay, now you're in the video game. Well, and maybe that's what it, it, it you end up having a smart room in your smart home because mm-hmm. all those things are happening where you go in this room and it's like, it, it's like Star Trek's uh, virtual reality, whatever they called it, hologram room or something like that. Right. Um, and you sit down in a chair and you're in that experience. Right. So my question, though, is, you, like you said, it's never going away. Right. And Elon has his Neuralink, which if if that's put into your head, I mean, you're, you, you obviously you're not, you're not going to get it out <laughs> unless you can find somebody that can get it out for you. Right. So... It's that that slow progression, and I guess this is where I'm kind of going with this. How do we respond to this as Christians? Because, you know, you've been hearing about Mark of the Beast stuff for a very long time. And when did did the first Social Security card come out? And now, you know, we just, you know, yeah, we got our Social Security card. You can't do anything without your Social Security Mm -hmm. card. And so it's eventually going to be this slow progression to where, Oh yeah, you you know you, you your your child is born. You, they get a a chip just like they get a social security card, and I mean, it, it is do you get where I'm going here? Yeah, and that's that's gotten into the popular culture. Unfortunately, that's a um, a misreading of Revelation, but it's become part of the popular culture that is is a bit of fear of new technology. Um, that you'll have the mark of the beast on your head and on mm-hmm. your wrist, right? Yep, um, and that. You know, whenever there's been something new that's come out, that's been the thinking. When the European common market was formed after World War II, mm-hmm. well, that's, uh, you had two things that happened. European common market was formed and you had the nation of Israel being founded. And so there was this sense of 
the, that was the big dispensationalist worldview being pushed that now that Israel is a nation again, all of the things that are in revelation are going to begin to take place. Mm-hmm. And so the European common market was kind of seen as the, the Gog and Magog joining together. That's going to make war. Um, the social security cards or, or even computers mm-hmm. mark of the beast, so, you know, and you'll have, you'll have conspiracy theories like barcodes have six, six, six and all of them. Mm-hmm. That's, that's to misunderstand the original point of those images in revelation. Um, it's not talking about a, a future event. It's talking about a mark that is already prevalent that Christians were facing in the first century in that is um, antithetical to the Christian mark. Those who are marked with Christ, what do they receive on their head? Water, the baptism, baptism, cross, yeah. Baptism. Um, and the argument in Rome was you need to amalgamate. You need, you need to not, you can worship Jesus. That's fine. But don't forget to worship, you know, uh, the, the pre St. Valentine's day celebration, you know, Mm -hmm. don't forget to worship the emperor. Don't forget to do these things because that was part of human life. In fact, Christians early on were considered haters of humanity because they would only worship Jesus. Mm -hmm. And they were considered cannibals because they ate his flesh and they were considered, um, uh, hedonistic because of their love feasts, which mm-hmm. was just coming together, eating food and, and uh, uh, celebrating the Lord's Supper. And so when John is talking about the mark of the beast, he's talking about that recognition that you belong to Rome or, or the powers of this world. And without those, you can't do anything. And is there a point where, and, and this had to do with an issue of like, can you eat a hamburger at McDonald's if you knew that the meat was sacrificed to a f- uh, an idol and that in eating that hamburger, you were basically giving um, recognition to the power of Zeus or something like that. That's what happened in Rome. So Christians had a real problem of, can I trade in the marketplace? Can I be involved with the life of things without... Um, conforming to society and giving the false pretense that this stuff is okay Mm -hmm. and hold my Christian identity. That's what the mark of the beast is referring to that you belong to the, you belong to worldly powers as compared to belonging to Christ. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so with new technology, there's always a fear of those things. And I look at, at some of the hopes that we could have with technology as, as not against God, but actually, comes from God um, as, as a review. I mean, uh, rationalism, uh, intellect, um, progression in medical advances. These are all good things. And the way to distinguish how a Christian should respond to is these are just tools. Mm -hmm. Are these tools being used for the sake of my neighbor and do not require me to, to turn away from God in order to engage with them? Or do they cause harm to my neighbor? And a tool, I mean, a hammer can can build and a hammer can destroy. Mm-hmm. That's what you have to think of with technology as well. Is this going to harm or is this going to help? Yeah. I think of like screen time with kids. Uh, we're discovering that a lot of screen time is not good for kids. And yet, for the last year, in order to have school, they've 
necessarily had to have screen time. Right. So it's 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 finding that moderate balance with those different things. Here's a, a technology that's in the works that I think is going to just revolutionize everything. Um, nanotechnology. Imagine if you could put into your bloodstream a microscopic machine that could fix your cells at the cellular level. Well, we're developing that. Mm-hmm. And, and when I say we, I don't mean me. I don't know any of this stuff. I just <laughs> That's the direction that technology is moving in. Yeah. And the things that speed these things up are supply and demand and cost. Mm-hmm. Like I said, with solar panels, solar panels have gone way down in cost over the last decade. Mm-hmm. If we can just figure out how to store that energy long-term, which Elon Musk also came out and was like, well, we have these heavy-duty batteries now that we came out with. He's probably been sitting on them for about four or five years until it was worth it. Mm-hmm. But then to be able to, like, if you put on the moon, like, a gigantic solar panel and some type of transmission method, like I said, through microwaves or lasers, you have a permanent access to the sun that can then be beamed down to Earth and give power all over the place. Mm-hmm. Sounds crazy, sounds science fiction. I remember in um, the presidential, presidential election the Republican Party, I can't remember what year it was, but Newt Gingrich mm-hmm. was running. And he got lambasted by the press because he was talking about putting a, a base on the moon. Like It was like, that's crazy talk. What, yeah. what are you talking about? Well, he's talking about this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. The next advance, I mean, that's what all that stuff is for. It's, it's the next advance, the next piece that's going to come. What does a Christian do? The Christian holds to Christ first and doesn't put their allegiance or... Allegiance isn't the right word, but don't put your faith in worldly things mm-hmm. um, and be grateful for the the amazing blessings that God brings in. Um, I guess that's that's what I would, that would be the advice that I would give to a Christian. If it bothers you, if it scares you, stay away from it. Mm-hmm. But if, if it's, if any type of advancement is for the good of your neighbor and you can use it in a way to love your neighbor mm-hmm. and honors God, well, then that's, that's fine. It's a tool. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Now, and just like anything, this stuff is scary because it's beyond our understanding. And mm-hmm. you can always imagine how that stuff can be misused. Oh, yeah. Like nanotech? Mm-hmm. What if it's not used to heal? <laughs> right. I mean, you're talking breakdown in a pretty nasty way. Mm-hmm. Or a, a totally immersive experience. Mm-hmm. And you're the master of it. Right. Um, well, is your immersive experience going to be to go on a valentine's day massacre (laughs) to experience what that's like well that's not good for you or for your neighbor and that's that's where the line needs to be jesus is not going to become passe or outdated jesus continues to be the moral compass for us to engage with new technology Mm -hmm. and not um to be exploited by or corrupted by the technology or others using that technology in ways that we may want need and desire Mm mm-hmm Okay. Good. Mm-hmm. Does that answer the original question? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it does. Um, but I mean, putting to bed a conspiracy theory sucks because then what are you going to talk about? Well, you know, you can just tell me, <laughs> you, you can just, you can say this, balderdash, <laughs> the world is made of strings. <laughs> no, it, it does make, it does make sense. It does. Um, and, you know, clinging to, to Christ is, Obviously, um, 
you know. The, the point the, of the, revelation is just do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nike. Yeah. Which is, again, that was that was like the Roman Statue of Liberty. That was their symbol. Mm-hmm. The goddess Nike, the goddess of victory with a sword in the air. And if you look at Revelation, Babylon the harlot is pictured the same way, riding a six, six-headed beast, mm-hmm. right, with a sword in the air. It's a warning of the world power that seems like it's got everything under control is really a facade. Mm-hmm. The true victor is Christ, the lamb who was slain. And how that all comes about is not going to be a nice and neat timeline that is kind of the the scenario of dispensationalists, that you're going to have, you know, a mark placed on your wrist and on your head that will distinguish who you are. Now, if I had someone say, you know, uh, you need to renounce Jesus and and to show your renouncement, we're going to have tattoos 666 on your wrist or your head. Mm-hmm. I'm probably going to say no to that. Right. Right? Yeah. Um, but it's it's not like it's going to be super subtle. Like the, the powers of the devil are not subtle. They're subtle to the world, but, they, but the point of revelation is they should not be subtle to Christians mm-hmm. because it's going to have a rejection of Jesus tied into it. Um. So what the point being is that Revelation is saying the victory is not with these worldly powers. That's not where the Nike happens. Nike happens with Jesus. Mm-hmm. So just do it, you know, <laughs> cling to Jesus. Yeah. And he'll see you through it even when it doesn't seem like, um, like you're winning. Yeah. Okay. All right. 20 years. Matrix. <laughs> That's what I got. Are you ready, Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, th- thank you. Because I mean that you know that's something that people do struggle with, though. Is um, and I'm sure that when when the first social security numbers came out, that was a yeah. thing then. And cell phones now, and you know, like you said, you carry them everywhere. They're with you all the time. And and uh, I think as people worry about things like cashless society and things yeah. like that, these, these are the things that are going to come up. Right. Well, and it's, it's also why God's word doesn't get old. It, it might get tedious to read it, but being in God's word every day helps you to then interpret the events that are happening in the world around you. Mm-hmm. It's not that the Bible changes. It's that the Bible is speaking a word to you in the midst of a changing world mm-hmm. to help you make sense of it and how to keep your compass pointing north because all it takes is a slight deviation. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, it's where all the best heresies are the old ones because they just repeat themselves over and over <laughs> again. Uh, just a slight deviation from from God's intentions for you is what leads us astray. Mm-hmm. So we need to be daily in that relationship with God through his word, in prayer, uh, among other Christians to help to guide us with ethics and decisions of, of what's right and wrong. Like, for example, the CRISPR technology. Is it ethical to completely gene edit a human person? Mm-hmm. Um, in other words, that you can make basically... You can pick eye color. You yeah. Can, we. I mean, that technology is there already, but I do, it's not legal. Like, it's not allowed. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, if, if, if the progression of history has taught us anything, if we're not aware of what is right and wrong. We'll find situations where, well, let's give it a shot mm-hmm. or let's, let's change the laws because this, this company or these people can make a whole oodles of money with this new technology. Um, there you get into some, uh, 
some slippery stuff where the direction can be not to help but to harm. Right. Whereas in the reverse, I mean, CRISPR, I knew a family that um, a husband and wife really wanted a baby. They had a baby, uh-huh. beautiful baby. But because of some DNA markers in the dad and the mom, that's like one in 10 million chance of coming together, that child could not absorb the mother's food. It was actually poisoning the baby at, at, at a cellular level. Wow. Well, if you can gene edit that in advance, that removes a, a destructive um, part of the human DNA mm-hmm. so that life can happen. Yeah. And, and going toward life is what we want to go toward. Not to be a, a society of death, but a society of life, mm-hmm. a culture of life. Right. And that's, that's, what, that's what Christianity is all about, mm-hmm. being a, a culture of life. Yeah. Well, and I think the thing with technology and Christianity that isn't recognized or talked about enough is, yes, it can be scary starting you know, these new things, but also look at the exciting part of, I, there's a potential of me being able to travel across the world to talk about, to talk to somebody that I would never speak to before. Exactly. Isn't that you amazing? You now have a safe way for people who are prosecuted in countries who can't be Christian to worship. Exactly. To engage, to mm-hmm. better their faith. And you see, you see kind of the controls being placed on like the internet and other things like that. Mm-hmm. What ends up happening when you have that kind of oppression or suppression is people get creative and find ways around it mm-hmm. in order to connect. And that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, until we can develop teleportation. Yeah. <laughs> that's 40 years away. <laughs> the way to instantaneously interact with someone on the other side of the planet is, is really the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, think about even even the ministry of the gospel out of atonement. Mm-hmm. In the midst of a pandemic, God put on our hearts to be creative, and now we can share the gospel with anyone anywhere mm-hmm. who has access to the internet. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's a loud, a loud voice, and it it may seem like oh, that's no big deal because everyone has it. But how exciting is that that the gospel can be spread to whoever has ears to hear? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's, we've not had a time like that until now. Right. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Excellent. Cool, cool, cool. Cool. Well, I think, uh, I think we're, we're about out of time. What do you think? Did we answer all your questions, Ryan? I, I'll have more oh, as God. soon as you hit the, oh. the, the Next button. week we'll talk about the, uh, at what point does it go from like Ready Player One to just living the Truman Show? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. some people are already living the Truman Show with their uh, their cameras on themselves all the time. Keeping up with the Kardashians. I was so proud of myself, so I'm not that yet. Like, I, I haven't figured out how to use my, my phone like a like a director. Oh. And, and it was at uh, Addie's soccer game. So Addie plays on a, on a girl's soccer team, 16-year-olds, mm-hmm. and they were playing the 16-year-old boys. And I was given the task... Mm-hmm. Uh, f- from <laughs> Melissa that get some shots, get some, get some good camera work, you know, yeah, get the good stuff. And I discovered I'm, I'm now my dad who used to have the big camcorder <laughs> over his shoulder. Yeah. And whenever any good play would, would happen, all you would see on the video is like someone's feet because he's watching with his eyes. <laughs> and so Addie is Addie. Uh, the 16 year old girls are playing the 16 year old boys. Okay. 16 year old boys are really good. Mm-hmm. And, um, Addie scores one of two goals against them. And I'm like videotaping, videotaping, videotaping. 
Oh, look at that. Those are my shoes. Uh, <laughs> hey, she made the goal. And you see my arms bouncing up and down. So not completely the Truman Show yet. I'm more uh, uh, Dewey Lura 1984. Yep. So I did hear uh, a while back talking about recording things that if you watch something live, just, you know, watching it with, with your eyeballs straight to whatever's happening, um, you will... You'll have a, I can't remember how many times better of retaining that memory Mm -hmm. than if you watch it through a camera Mm -hmm. because your brain knows that you can just go back and watch this again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Why, why, why put any effort into this? Right. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe that'll become a thing. Technology will go so far that we're just like, you know what? I just want to see everything live. Well, this is, I've had the hard time of, I watch TikTok way too much for somebody who's 25 years old. There are some stinking kids now. There was this one girl who was like, oh my gosh, look at this cool. I got it off of eBay and it's a pink razor phone. She's like, we should bring this back. Look at how fun this is. <laughs> and I, immediately, I put my phone down and was like, nope, that's enough internet for today. Well, I think, I think the thing. A budding archaeologist right there finding old tech. I think that, um, like I know a lot of people, DJ, our age, yeah. that are totally addicted to their phones and mm-hmm. and you know the the different things that you can do on your phone but um and young kids use it as well but it seems like they have more of an ability mm-hmm. a lot of them to break away from it because mm-hmm. it's like you know just normal stuff mm-hmm. to them where to us i mean we we grew up with tape decks that yes. <laughs> that we that we uh, uh made you know, Valentine boxes. <laughs> Do you remember making like cassette tapes? Yeah. Oh and yeah. You'd record and you'd, yeah. I mean, it was a whole thing. It was. Oh, Sarah, you would have to sit there and wait for the top nine at nine to come on, and your one song that you wanted to record, and you'd sit there with your hand on the button, and then it would come on. So you'd miss that first like, mm-hmm. you know, three seconds of it, or maybe longer because it took a while for the the recording to actually right. kick in. Yeah, I have. I think I have a similar struggle to this because back I had like the original cell phones. So you want a a ring back or a ringtone or whatever, mm-hmm. you would record it from the radio, mm-hmm. and it could very easily be ruined by somebody just talking. There goes your whole. You want Taylor Swift as your <laughs> ringtone? Too bad your mom's yelling at you in the background of it. Yeah, that's the beginning of all new personalized technology. You got to go to the radio and record it mm-hmm. for yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it becomes yours. Yep. Top oh, nine wow. at nine. Yep. Yeah. So I remember recording the Ghostbusters song off of the Ghostbusters movie. Really? At the end, off of a, the VHS was playing, and I cranked up the sound, and I got the, the boom box real close to yeah. it, and I recorded it because I wanted <laughs> well, the Ghostbusters the, song. The sound quality had to have just been amazing. <laughs> well, halfway through the song, my brother and two of his friends were watching the movie, too. All of a sudden, they yell, Ghostbusters! <laughs> Ruined it. Oh, you know <laughs> what else? It. Now, now, you know what else was miserable? You'd get your whole your whole cassette tape done, or your whole VHS tape of all the recording that you wanted, mm-hmm. and you forgot to knock the little notch out of there. Remember the the little square? There was a little square oh. removable tab. Keep it from recording. Yeah, again. if it was on there, mm-hmm. you could you could re-record forever. Yeah, but if it was off of there, you can't record anymore. You forget oh. to take that tab out. Oh. Well, that's we had. You very want to talk many, about misery? 
we have many. I, my parents don't have any more, but we had VHS tapes yep. of like, my mom loves Survivor and Big Brother. Mm-hmm. And there would be some where it would be like, well, I want to record a movie that was on TV. And it was like, okay, yep, get to watch Survivor, Survivor, into a movie. <laughs> <I> didn't want. <laughs> You yep. know what? We are now the, we are now the old people who saying back in my day. Yeah, yeah, back in my. I just did this the other day. I can't remember <laughs> what it was. Um, man, I wish I could remember because it would be it would be fantastic right now. But uh, you are the old man. Yeah, <laughs> I know. if I could just remember, there was something. Yeah. Yep. I give it two weeks. He'll be setting it like the Perkins or. Some type of no, 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 no. I read this is terrible, and I, I let me preface this by apologizing to anybody who loves Perkins or has has um, any sort of uh, skin in the game with Perkins. But when I saw the Perkins being tore down in Jamestown online, I rejoiced. I I, see, I was thinking more like breakfast establishment. You know, like old guys go like at least once a week. From like 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Yeah. The Valley Kitchen, my friend Jason Miller will remember this. We used to go to the Valley Kitchen. And now it's a an insurance <laughs> office right off of Maine and I-29. That That is the summit, Ooh. Sarah. That is a brain trust. Yeah. There, There's amazing things happening in that mm-hmm. conversation, but it never goes beyond that oh, conversation. No. It's like solving all the world's problems, but we're going to keep it to ourselves. Yep. <laughs> Either for secrecy or because they can't remember. Right, right, right. Yeah. Because it's too fun just to talk about it. <laughs> Well, I guess on a final note, you know, this is going to come out after, but happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Mm -hmm. God bless Mm -hmm. you. And uh, we'll see. We'll see you. We'll see you next time. Yeah. We'll see you next time. Going to praise out of here, Ryan, throw a riveting in there. Sure. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Is that a thing now? Are people getting uh, shirts that say riveting on them? We might need to, you know, get ahead of the game. (laughs) We we need some gear. Fanjoy.com backslash that podcast. (laughs) All right. Heavenly Father, thank you. Uh, Thank you for this time. Thank you for this ability, uh, this technology to be able to uh, continue to connect with people, uh, to continue to have these conversations where we talk about different things uh, that we're concerned about or or just curious about. God, I thank you for uh, Pastor DJ and um, uh, what he brings with the knowledge that he shares with us and and Lord, I thank you for Sarah uh, for continuing to come in uh, and help us with this um, and and have fun and join in these conversations. And God, so uh, again, I thank you and um, amen. 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 All right. So we've got services again on Sunday in person and online at 9 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. You can find us at atonement.live, atonementfargo.org, or on the YouTube by searching Atonement Fargo. So for what did I call you? Delura for Sarah DeYoung and Pastor DJ Lura. See, this is why I need a script. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Join us next week for another riveting episode of, Oh, you muted me. (laughs) That was rotten. You're going to get letters now. That was neither joyful nor triumphant. (laughs) No, we're out of here. Done. Riveting. Riveting.